Um, and I know you sh you shared with me a, uh, a really interesting um, illustration um, and post from LinkedIn that outlines a lot of um, really real observations of someone uh, from someone who talks about um, how the reality is in the product design industry. And um, you uh, you know one illustration it it's it's really funny and and even sad um, and it's basically talking about how designers need to concede to stakeholders, um, you know, while, while you work, you know, on your job. And I guess the point we want to discuss is how do we choose which battles we want to fight? How, how do you choose which battles you want to fight? I think first and foremost, you want to get signal that people can change or people can work with you. And, and that's including yourself as well, because a lot of times there does need to be a reality check on those kind of things on saying, okay, am I at fault here? Am I pushing way too hard in a sense? Do I need to stop and view the bigger picture? There's this really great Medium article that I came across of this woman that's a design manager. And it was called like the best products are the ones that get shipped in a sense. And that, you know, design at her organization was known for being annoying. And she had to change that of knowing over like tools and processes, right? And having a best experience for the user. But sometimes when you talk about things like product thinking, right? It's like what makes a product useful instead of the actual user experience that goes behind it. And yeah, sometimes that can be important. So you're looking at it from that lens in a sense. But if it's something where it's like super bad and people don't like it and people are saying that, it's, it's this thing of, okay, I'm talking to my team. And are we compromising, right? Am I compromising with the product manager saying, okay, if I do this for you, then can we focus on this next, right? Or if I do this, can we tackle this in a sense? And if they agree, but it doesn't happen, then that's a big issue. Just like when you work with developers and they're telling you that they can't build stuff. And now it's like, okay, should I take it upon myself to go do a course, right? Like Figma Academy or something yeah. in a sense so we can have better ways of like shipping, better ways of like scaling back on some stuff. But if the developers... And, and if they're saying yes, right, we would love that. And we would love to, you know, collaborate with you more. That's a really good sign. But if it's this thing that they don't want to change and they want to be dogmatic in a sense, and they don't want to, they just want you to, you know, really, you know, make, you know, shitty stuff, right? Then that's a big issue at the end of the day. And you can't necessarily have that. So I think if you're not getting somewhere with people and they don't want to change and you're not enjoying the work that you, you're doing, it's time to leave the company and find something different because there are plenty of teams, there are plenty of people out there that think otherwise, that believe otherwise, and it's willing to work with you. I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect, but they're willing to have you come in and work with them and compromise on some things to make a really great product. I think everyone should just put their egos aside on the product team anyway, and just focus on making a better product for the business and the user. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I, I love that you brought up, you know, basically it's like what you're working with. Um, so you can't necessarily predict that, oh, I'm going to make this compromise. I, I'm not going to make that compromise. It's like, what kind of environment am I in and how much can I push? And also it's about the, I guess, like the priority of, um, you know, of, of your decision. How is it going to look in the short term? 
for the business, right? Like, do we really need this in order to move forward to meet the the, the most immediate metric? Yeah, you have something <laughs> to add? Yeah, yeah, I saw this really great video um, of this woman named her YouTube channel was Chan Buns, Christine Chan. Oh, yeah. She made a video on why she left Facebook and it was really good. And there's a couple of things that stood out to me. And she said this, that every company has problems, but it's going to be always be the problems that you're willing to deal with, right? And when she was talking about Facebook, she was saying that, the team that she was on, she necessarily couldn't keep up with because they were like producing these complex prototypes in a day, like something that would take months. And it felt more like an agency than an actual product design team. And that there was also this kind of waterfall approach where everything that's strategic, right, would come from leaders straight up top all the way down. And they had no say so whatsoever in any of the projects. So there's companies like that. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like that wasn't the right fit for her. You know, for other product designers that kind of, you know, that kind of, you know, um, that kind of structure works for them, but that's not going to work for her. That's probably not going to work for me or even you or even yeah. other people as well. So I think it's just the problems that, that you're willing to deal with in a sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, now that you said that it might be a, a good idea for someone who's preparing for an interview to actually ask these questions. How are decisions usually make? Who has the final say? And how, you know, basically, how is it trickled down? And how much freedom do we have? And and believe it or not, uh, most people are not asking these questions because they're obviously too afraid, um, you know, to ask. And then also, obviously, the dynamic is you're looking for a job, they're paying you, so they they do have more leverage. That power dynamic is different. But if you're willing to ask these questions, it might also make you stand out because you will present yourself as a more mature individual who actually knows the right questions to ask. And make sure you're, you know, you're the right fit for them and vice versa. Um, so I, I guess, uh, you know, our, 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 my final question is how can designers stay motivated in, you know, less than ideal environments, which is practically everywhere, right? Like some more or less ideal than others, but uh, because it, it's a deviation from, from the ideal picture, obviously. And then when you first encounter it, it can be very, um, just, you know, it takes away from your morale and you just feel deflated. You feel like you don't matter. How, how do you personally deal with it? Find another job. <laughs> that, that's a short answer, but I, I think it's, I think it's really complex to be honest, because, you know, it's, it, it, it it's going to depend on your environment um, in, in, in a sense, because if you have like supportive leadership and you have like a, a lot of resources at the company, then you can be that person who can, you know, research your own stuff, find your own stuff, find your own problems and get it shipped, right? And, and get it out there because of those resources and kind of challenge yourself as well. And even when you're having one-on-ones with your manager, telling this person on where you want to go and the kind of things that you want to focus on, right? The kind of problem spaces. I think in other areas, um, let's say if there's like job security, I, I definitely understand that once again, because everyone doesn't want to interview for another company. I know that these interviews can be really draining. So finding work outside of your actual work, like working on other different projects, right, that really make you happy, working on stuff that you can also highlight in your portfolio that you would rather talk about too, um, that you can help or even like, you know, work with smaller startups or something as well um, to really, you know, focus in these areas. I would also say in order, in order to stay motivated, like get therapy, you know, get a therapist, 
talk with them right, um, about uh, figure out what you actually want to do in life as well. Because I yeah. think that, you know, UX design, user experience is just not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. You know, yeah. that's okay. A lot of jobs aren't for people. I know that a lot of jobs aren't for me at all. And, and I, I think it's, you know, really, you know, having someone to confide in, to talk to, to figure out what you want to do. And also last but not least, just take a break and, and you know, go outside and touch some grass. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I completely agree. I mean, I think you cover for everything, and it, it it's uh I personally go with uh, an eighty percent you know to twenty percent kind of ratio. So if I can find is even small enjoyment in eighty percent of the work or eighty percent of the time, and then twenty percent of dissatisfaction is acceptable to me. But you might have a different ratio, right? Some people can tolerate as much as fifty percent, maybe even forty five. Um, so find out what your uh, ratio is, like how much of the uh, quote unquote shitty work can I tolerate uh, versus the meaningful things that I still enjoy. Um, hopefully that you can find at least one, right? If an organization is giving you zero satisfaction and 100% dissatisfaction, that's definitely unhealthy and it's absolutely time to move on. Um, but if you can find a good balance, it might still be worthwhile to to be there and you know do your best work and enjoy your life. Um, but yeah, in, in this you know episode, we just want to give you like a really real and and you know unfiltered view of what you're getting into. Um, hopefully, you're not demotivated um, hearing this, but more like okay, now I know what questions to ask. Now I know how to adjust my expectations. Now I know how to deal with it when I encounter these situations and not be downtrodden immediately, but try to find a balance, try to fight and ultimately decide for myself, discover myself if this is for me. Um, do you have anything else to add, Carrie? Yeah, um, I also want to say that people can lie and say easily, oh, design is respected here, or that there's a lot of room for growth and opportunity. Some people that. might be up front with you um, you said they all say that some <laughs> people might be up front with you and say, well, I don't know about growth and opportunity, to be honest. I'm just unclear about it. Or some people will even be honest with you. So one of my favorite questions that I like to ask is you have designer A and designer B, right? Like completely polar opposites. And please, you have to say it that way. Oh, a person that really has strong visual craft and they have intuition for what makes a great product, and they can just go along with the flow. Then you have designer B, a person that understands UX best practices. They're really keen on process, and they love structure. Which one will be a better fit for this environment? And, and you know, uh, once again, a hiring manager might be up front and be like, honestly, designer A, you know, because we oh, don't. That's a great question. I mean, that's a great, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure most hiring managers wouldn't expect that question. And the ones that are really cool managers, really, you know, competent and, and the one that, that probably a lot of us want to work for will, you know, be able to answer that question without feeling like, oh, wow, why, why'd you ask me that? You know, um, <laughs> it's a way for you to test if that manager is competent. That's, that's such a great tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think, and I apologize for interrupting my bad, um, I just think we had in, in the past episodes, we had to talk about what product designers are actually doing and then also like really bad job postings. Mm -hmm. And I think we had this discussion to everyone on this call. I mean, that's watching this that once again, the job posting is not going to accurately reflect what someone yeah. is doing the job from the day to day. And you need to get signal of that. Sometimes you won't be able to get signal of that. It's impossible until you work at an actual company. Um, 
you know, second, this, and, and like Stella mentioned, and I have to say that this is not to demoralize anyone that's listening to this. This is just a reality check on something that you need to, you know, really figure out. And I'm probably pretty sure that people are hearing this and saying, oh, that's why a bunch of companies are hiring senior product designers, because all of these things that come along with it. Um, and I just want to say that, you know, don't give up hope. Figure out, you know, what kind of environment you want, because all these different environments are different, right? People are different as well. And just go from there as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I hope uh, folks find uh, value from our candid talk today about the realities, um, but still stay motivated and, you know, find out what you want to do and don't be afraid to experiment and um, get yourself out there if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out. Uh, so thank you so much, Carrie, for being with us today. Um, in the next episode, we're going to have uh, more fun to topics related to UI, UX and product design that we're going to come back with. So stay tuned with us and we'll see you again next time.